Well, welcome to our latest conversation, PNC C-Speak, the language of executives. I'm Carol Daniel, KMOX news anchor and talk host, here with Michael Scully, regional president of PNC, and today's incredible guest, Cindy McDaniel, private advisory group chair and CEO coach with Vistage. Michael and Cindy, it's so good to have you again for PNC C-Speak. Thanks, Carol. I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Let us start with a word that we have all been talking about for almost a year now, and that is disruption. It is so real because of the pandemic. It's so real because of hacking that we are hearing about from the federal government that we're told is still underway and because of this incredible weather that we've been dealing with. Now, disruptions to the future are something that CEOs always have to be concerned about. So, Cindy, talk to us about how companies can keep in mind not only the desire to grow through disruption, but the desire to excel. That's an important point. Um, Resilience is the word that comes to mind. It's one thing to be going through year after year of just working on building your infrastructure, getting it right, hiring the right people. But when something so unexpected and something we've never seen before happens, it really throws businesses and people off center. It's very difficult to get your bearings and then maintain your motivation and your resilience to get through it. The infrastructures that um, that most businesses had built are very strong, but I think they also came to realize that there was so much more that they needed to be working on and uh, they had to shift their focus as to what would take them into the future. A lot of lessons learned over the last 12 months. Cindy, I have uh, spent my entire banking career working with primarily private businesses, and it really surprises me how few actually use outside advisors. I wonder if you can comment on, you know, the role of trusted advisors and advisory boards and peer groups for, for these private enterprises. I think that what happens is individuals that have that entrepreneurial spirit and are able to be the founder of a business and are so strong and they have so much grit that they really start out with the mindset that I can do this. I can do it on my own. They have a lot of success. They grow in spite of the things that they don't know. But what happens is they eventually get to a point where they really are doing things that they've never done before that are beyond their area of discipline or their area of expertise. And because they have this strong mindset, they continue to approach their growth as I can do this by myself. And unfortunately, they reach the point where that really isn't the case anymore. And if they allow their ego and that mindset of I can do it myself to get in the way, they end up spending a lot more time, money, and resources doing things that if they had reached out to some peers, some others that understand the role they're in, if they had leveraged the expertise of others, they could have made decisions better, faster, uh, a lot less expensively. Cindy, I'm an Army brat. And so to to know that you served in the Army Reserves is is, is so in, incredible and important to me and, and, and also an impressive thing about you. And what I know about the military is that the focus always is on leadership. And so talk to us about the, the qualities and the traits in leaders and not, and not just the good, but let's let's identify the bad as well. The good, the bad and the ugly, Cindy. 
leaders didn't get to the level that they are without having some really great skills. They're really good at what they do. They know their field. They've got uh, some natural abilities that will allow them to rise to that level. The uh, most, I think the most challenging part is leading the people in learning how to get things done through others. Um, so your reference to the military, that is, you know, really the, the foothold of the military is accountability for what happens within the team. And every member of that team matters. Every single member has a role to play. So when you're in a leadership position with, with a business in the private sector, especially, you have to embrace that mindset that it's not about you as a leader and what you're capable of. It's about your ability to get the best out of others and bring out their potential. And then the infrastructure that you've built, the expertise that you have will come to life. But without motivated, high performing employees, the infrastructure isn't going to serve you as well as you need it to. Cindy, I want to go back to a comment you had. I, I thought it was an interesting comment that so many businesses succeed despite themselves, basically. And I'm wondering, you, you lead Vistage, which is a peer group advisor, and the whole whole notion of, of bringing in people that can help. How do you convince a strong-willed owner to accept this guidance? What tactics do you use? The thing that the leaders need to realize is that they're really not superhuman. They're really not, and nobody expects them to be. They often at that level think that everyone expects them to have all the answers, that everyone expects them to be able to deliver whatever it is that needs to be done. Um, to In order for them to realize the value of a private advisory type setting, they first need to realize that they can't do it all, they shouldn't try to do it all, and that nobody expects them to do it all. Until they come to that realization, there really isn't anything you can do to talk a strong-willed person into doing a private advisory setting. They have to get in touch with their own self first and recognize that I'm going to be far more valuable to the people that I'm leading if I'm able to open up my own mindset and hear what others have to say use that information to make their own best decision. The leaders that are in private advisory groups still need to make their own best decisions. Just use all the information that you can gather in order to make sure that you're, you're truly moving in the right direction and that you can remove some of the pitfalls that you otherwise might experience. So, so if one of our listeners is an owner of a private business today, was interested in this, where, where do they start? What's the first step? The first thing is to connect with a private advisory group chair. Um, Vistage is a very strong organization in that way, but there are other opportunities. There are other organizations that are very good as well. So find an organization that has a private advisory model that fits you. There are, there are differences in all of them. I'm really not aware of any two that are truly the same. So find one that really fits your needs and then spend some time doing some due diligence, talking with the leader of the group and meet the members of the group. It's one thing to find a model that works, but you also need to find a group of peers that you really connect with and have some commonalities and synergies with. Um, otherwise, once you get onboarded with that group, you may find that it's really just not the right group. 
Um, so do your due diligence, talk to some folks, find out more about it, and then make a decision on which one's the right option for you. Cindy, recently we had a story about the first group of girls in the St. Louis area to achieve Eagle Scout status. And one of the girls told our newsroom at KMOX, uh, she described herself as a servant leader. Talk to us about trends in the C-suite. And if servant leader is one of those trends or has it always been there? I think for some leaders, historically, it's been there. The top performing leaders of the last 50 to 100 years were servant leaders. What we mean by that today is the difference between being a boss and a coach. That's how I describe it. Bosses believe that it's their job to tell people what to do, make all the decisions and make sure that they get it done. Coaches, servant leaders, see their role as solving problems, reaching every employee, helping them get what they need, helping them to develop the skills that they need and making sure that they realize that they're special, they're important to the company and that they have a role to play and that you value them. That's what a servant leader does. They put the needs of the employees and the customers first and they solve those needs and then their own success follows naturally. They don't put themselves first. They put the employees and the customers first. Well, Cindy, you, you land upon this peer group that you think fits with your needs, your, your company and your uh, people involved or people that would be appropriate. So what, what kinds of things do you talk about? What kinds of advice do the peers give? No topic is off limits. One thing that I really enjoy saying to new members is we're not here to talk about work-life balance. We're not here to talk about the, the difference between your personal and your professional life. You are one person and you have one life and it's all commingled. So there's nothing off limits. What happens at work can affect you at home and vice versa. The specific topics can be everything from, I'm spending too much time at work, it's affecting my relationships, et cetera, et cetera. From a business standpoint, it can be anything from, I have an underperforming employee or partner and I need to address it. Here's the direction I'm headed. Here are the things that I know I need to do, but I'd really like to hear some feedback on my approach or hear other ideas about how I might do it and do it successfully. Primarily, we focus on growth strategies. What are you doing to make sure that you are developing an infrastructure and the tools and the systems that your employees and your customers, again, need in order to be successful? And they really help share ideas and methodologies and, and practices that help each other execute on deliverables. We hold each other accountable. By that, we help each other be accountable. And then we celebrate the successes together. But it's really around becoming a better leader and executing on your growth strategies. You can have a great idea, but if you don't execute on it, it's not going to, to do anything for you. So I wonder, Cindy, if some leaders who are coming to you are, are, have a concern that what they're going to say um, is going to be confidential because they, they may be expressing things that to them they feel is going to make them look bad to the organization. So talk about confidentiality. Confidentiality is one of the staples of a private advisory group, especially with Vistage, and I'm sure with the other organizations as well. These individuals need to know that when they come together, they are behind closed doors. 
that there is no agenda but to help each other and that they need to be free to really open up and be vulnerable and put their real issues on the table. If they're not able to put the real issue on the table, they're not going to get value and they're not really going to get what they need from the group. Um, most groups will even have a written operating agreement that everyone signs that says confidentiality is key. You cannot share what's here. We jokingly say it's like Vegas. What happens in Vegas stays in <laughs> Vegas. What happens in a private advisory meeting stays in the meeting. And when you hear the, the phrase lonely at the top, what, what, what does that make you think, Cindy? It's not a cliche. It's not. Um, it is real. It is real. Uh, the more responsibility any individual has, whether that's as the CEO of a large company or a member of a family that is the caretaker for other family members, the more responsibility you have, the more you really do feel alone. The people that take on those kinds of roles tend to be the natural leaders within their organizations or within their families. And they're they're in that role because of who they are and because of their ability to take on that responsibility but it really is lonely at the top you do get to a point where you feel like it's all on your shoulders and that everyone is expecting you to have all the answers to solve the problems and once again it comes back full circle when that feeling of isolation occurs that's not the time to try to rise to the occasion and be the one to give the answers that's the time to reach out to others and say, hey, I'm at a capacity point. This is a time when I really need to seek some input from others. And if nothing else, just hear myself talk to affirm that I'm in the right direction. It's not a cliche. It's real. It's real. It's how they deal with it that matters. Well, Cindy, it has been so great to, to hear your advice, really, because that's how I was taking it um, today. We thank you so much for joining us on PNC C-Speak, the language of executives. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.